This is the Sports Psychology Podcast with Michael Seeley for July 5th, 2022, a psychological analysis stage by stage of the Tour de France. Today, the Tour made it out of Denmark and into France, stage four of the Tour de France from Dunkirk to Calais, a 171-kilometer relatively flat stage with six climbs. The expectation was a sprint finish as it has been so far in the tour, but a couple of surprises today. So the theme for today's talk is the psychology of the solo break, a.k.a. the gamble. So that gives you a hint, if you don't know the results already, that there was a solo breakaway today. There was actually several breakaways. First of all, there was Magnus Court of Denmark and Anthony Perez of France, who got together and did a breakaway of about uh, seven minutes. They got up to seven minutes lead on the peloton. Perez uh, actually went on to solo for a while. So Magnus Court got caught. Perez went on by himself and lasted all the way until about 11 kilometers to go. So kudos. That was pretty impressive. He got caught with about 11 kilometers to go. Perfect timing um, for the Jumbo Visma team of Wout van Aert, who is the overall leader, to go on the attack. They attacked incredibly hard, just as Perez was getting caught at the base of the climb. Perfect timing again, and there's about 10 kilometers left in the race. Now, this final climb was about 900 meters at 7.5% grade. This is just enough to really break things up, to do some damage, um, to make an impact. Now, what I heard was, uh, reading on velanews.com, was that Yumbo Visma actually, this was their plan to attack specifically on this climb. And their plan was, quote, to see what happens. Now you might say, well, that's not much, not much of a plan. But when you have a team that is so strong, like Yuma Visma, they can make these sort of amorphous plans and see what happens because they have so many strong riders that can react and they can reassess the situation after they do the damage. So that's what they decided to do. They went full gas, put, I think, four or five riders at the front, and just shattered the peloton up this uh, 7.5% climb of almost a kilometer. And um, Wout van Aert came out on top. He was solo at the very top of the climb. He was um, decided to put his head down and go it alone uh, with 10 kilometers left. Now, 10 kilometers left in a race... Um, it's a gamble, right? So that's the theme of the day is the gamble of the solo break. Do you just go for it or do you have a plan B? If you are doing a solo break at 10 kilometers left in a road race, it is all chips in. It is 100%. There is no plan B. (laughs) Now, uh, arguably, Wout van Aert had nothing to lose here because uh, worst that could happen is he would get caught, you know, a couple kilometers from the line, and he's leading overall GC anyway. Worst that could happen is he'd finish at the back of the peloton, get the same time, and wouldn't really lose anything. So he was really psychologically in the the perfect state of mind to just really give it a go and see what happens. That was the plan. And now there's race radios, of course, so he's getting communicated time gaps and whatnot. But generally, it, it is a gamble. Like, if you're going to do it uh, and you're going to get caught, there's going to be no gas left in your tank to <laughs> salvage anything less than kind of like last place if your breakaway fails. So Wout van Aert, uh, just incredible, incredible fitness. This is really testament to his strength. So I'll give it away. He made it all the way in, if you probably already know the results. But he made it all the way to the finish line 
And, um, you know, what was happening behind him is his team, because they're so strong, they were, they were able to kind of get in and disorganize the chase a bit. Um, but generally, I think what happened was that um, the peloton was pretty shocked and shattered from that attack, and it took them a couple of kilometers to actually even get organized to chase him. So great strategy uh, for Yumbo Visma. They have some smart people talking about strategy ahead of time. It was a great, great move on their part. Um, and it was uh, just enough for Wout van Aert to solo in. He, he finished, I think, with about maybe 10 seconds to spare. So really, really close. He had 16 seconds to spare at a kilometer to go. Um, so at that point, that guy is so strong, he's going to make it all the way in with a kilometer to go. Um, but I want to talk a little bit more of the psychology of the solo break. It is really, again, like I said, an all-chips-in, 100% committed, do-or-die move. If you're going to do it, uh, you can't even be thinking about failing. You just you can't even be looking back. Now, I mentioned race radios, so you're getting time splits, but generally in your head, what you need to do is just go 100% toward that finish line. Don't even think about your plan B, because if you get caught, you're not going to be in contention. There's no one is that strong to you know counterattack themselves. So that's the mindset you have to have is you say, I'm going for it. And if I fail, I fail. Who cares? But it is all chips in. That's the mindset you need. You need to be focusing on going as fast as you can over every single meter of the rest of that course. You know, hitting the apexes of the turns perfectly, staying really aerodynamic like a time trial, like your life depended on it. And um, it depends on what kind of mindset you want to have. You can have this, I hope they don't catch me and have that fear sort of propel you forward. It's really an individual kind of psychology that you want to be focusing on. It's different for for every rider. Uh, Personally, I would prefer to just be more on the offense attack side. I want to try and get as much time as possible and see how audacious this can be. See if I can put not just 15 seconds, but like 30 seconds ahead of the peloton. That kind of forward type of uh, propulsion is what I would prefer. But again, some riders prefer that fear of like, I can't get caught, I can't get caught. And that um, charges their adrenaline and keeps them going. It's kind of individual, uh, however, you know, however you want to work it. But the main point here is that it's all chips in 100%. You can't be wavering. You just have to totally go for it. So that's the psychology there. Uh, one thing I, I do want to mention, too, is the aerodynamics of Jumbo Visma's bikes, their team bikes. And, and there's no endorsement for the particular bike, but it's a Cervelo bike. And they have been focusing quite a bit on aerodynamics. And if you look at the bikes they're riding, they are, I believe, they're the most aerodynamic bike in the Peloton. Um, they're all pretty close, but this is a pretty spectacular bike. That might add something to the psychology as well, knowing that if you're in a solo break, you've got a really fast bike um, that's not slowing you down. So that might be part of it too. But generally, uh, Wout van Aert is an incredibly strong rider, a really smart rider, uh, someone who's not, you know, not afraid of taking chances. He has a great, strong, very smart team as well. Uh, he's looking really good in the tour so far. As for the rest of the finishers coming in today behind Wout van Aert, we had Jesper Philipsen, who got second, uh, who thought he had won. He kind of threw his hands up. That was a little strange. Uh, behind him was Laporte, followed by Alexander Kristoff, followed by Peter Sagan. Uh, but really exciting Tour de France so far. Tomorrow is going to be uh, pretty dramatic. There is 11 cobblestone sections in tomorrow's Stage 5. Tune in for that. Uh, should be pretty interesting. 
So thanks for listening. The psychological analysis stage by stage of the 2022 Tour de France.